Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, chat with other listeners, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages, support our Podbean crowdfunding campaign, and much more. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious! Welcome to Marvelicious Toys Year in Review 2016 Part 2 Electric Boogaloo. This is Marjorie. This is Arnie. And this is Justin. And in contrary to popular belief, I was not dragged off by the Amazon police. I'm still here, live and well, and this is Jerry. This is Jeff, and Amazon is still not returning my calls. I'll get you yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is Debeat, and I'm glad to be here. Yes, Debeat from MarvelToyNews.com joining us again. Well, last show we just talked Hasbro, 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 but... Where I think Marvel made the most money last year was not from comic books and was not from toys and not from Hasbro's overpriced light up. I can't see a thing in this helmet, but movies, tons and tons of movies started with Deadpool, then Captain America, X-Men Apocalypse and Doctor Strange. So let's kind of go through the room and rank them to what was your favorite? What was your least favorite? And how did the other two shake out? I thought the year got off to a good start. I thought Deadpool was a good movie. And I saw Captain America Civil War. And I, I thought it was great. And unfortunately, then I saw X-Men. And I I didn't enjoy that. And I, I didn't think that it was going to get any worse from there. But unfortunately, then I saw Doctor Strange. Ooh, so, man. Controversial. Wow. Shots fired. Doctor Strange just wasn't what I was looking for. I, I did see one magic-based movie this year, and it was mature and sophisticated and dark and adult, and unfortunately, it was the Harry Potter movie. Oh, whoa, wow. <laughs> We've got a muggle in our midst. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Sorry, the new Harry Potter movie, we're no matches now. Oh, that's right. So we're 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 well, stateside. Yeah, in the U.S. <laughs> yes, yes. The bead may have a totally different name for us altogether. Jeff, what about you? What is your ranking of the movies? I actually, out of all of them, I would still say that I enjoyed Deadpool the most. Um, Civil War, I liked a lot, but it it had negatives in that it really, really made me hate Tony Stark. Even with Robert Downey Jr. playing it, I just after that movie, I just I. It, it just bugs me that he's going to be doing more movies, and that's a terrible outlook to have. So I, I know I'll get over it at some point. Uh, Apocalypse, I thought I thought it was actually really pretty good for you know the first I'll say hour, but then once Apocalypse actually got all of his team together, and it just it just went downhill from there. The, the if it hadn't had that final shot at the end of all the X Men in you know their near comic costumes, uh, that that kind of that was a big saving grace for me. And Doctor Strange, I enjoyed it. You know, I wasn't expecting, you know, I, I, when I saw the previews, I figured, cool, this is where we're going to see more of the cosmic-based stuff. And that ending, I thought that was so fantastic. I loved how he, quote-unquote, battled Dormammu at the end. I loved that. That was so different from anything else that I'd seen in a Marvel action movie and a lot of other action movies. And the audience loved it, too. 
Um, but you know, if you're if you're looking for an actual, you know, sorcerer, the mystic arts thing, yeah, I can see how this really wasn't so much of it for you. So, Deadpool all the way, then then Civil War, then Doctor Strange, then Apocalypse. Jerry, what about you? You know, I uh, and I started this in 2013. I I actually do keep a running list of where I rank my comic based superhero film. So Civil War comes out, I look I look to see where it where it sits on the list and Deadpool comes out, I look and see where it fits in the list. And this is DC, Marvel, everything mixed together. So I say that to say this, Civil War hit my overall top five. I mean, I think I put it like at four. I mean, I, I enjoyed that movie a lot. I I actually had the opportunity. I saw it um, opening uh, opening day here in the U.S. And then the very next week, I took a business trip to Germany. And I saw it with a coworker there who took me to a theater in Frankfurt where they play American movies in English. And then they subtitle, uh, subtitle the, 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 the German language. So that was kind of cool because I was sitting there, able to sit there and just watch the movie kind of normal. Though it was kind of interesting. There, there are scenes where, so that scene where Zemo's in his hotel actually speaking German, he's speaking German, and then they're subtitling it in German of what he's saying because they're subtitling it for in in the American movie. It's subtitled in English, and then they throw a German subtitle. It's really weird. I asked my <laughs> friend, I was like, was that weird to see a subtitle over top of when the guy's actually speaking German? He's like. Yeah, that was a little odd. They don't normally do that. So, <laughs> you know, there's there's parts of the movie that takes place in Germany. I look over to him. He's like, hey, is that really that airport? Is that really that city? He's like, yeah, that they're actually there. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Uh, and then a week later, I ended up in a different part of Germany where I actually saw the movie uh, in a local theater there to where it was actually dubbed over in German. So I, I saw the movie four times, twice in Germany, twice in the U.S. And uh, so I really enjoyed it. And, you know, by, by the time I saw it the fourth time, it didn't really matter that it was in German and I don't speak German. Um, so I enjoy that movie a lot. Um, so for ranking that, then I'd have to say, yeah, Deadpool comes in next. Super funny. Liked how they treat the, the character. Ryan Reynolds obviously just has so much passion for that character that, that it comes through a lot. Now, you know me, I'm, I really enjoy X-Men. I, I mean, I can even sit through, I can sit through any of them and, and, and enjoy them a little bit. And I, and I think at the end of the day, when I saw X-Men Apocalypse, I was a little disappointed by it, but I was like, hey, you know, there, there's some things in there I got. I, I still like that cast. I still enjoy that new X-Men team and kind of what they bring to the screen. But no matter how much I tell myself that, the real, the real test is how many times have I seen the movie? Or the movie comes out on Blu-ray if I bought it and watched it. And the answer is X-Men Apocalypse. I've seen it one time in theaters. I've not returned to it. So that actually tells me, oh, okay, you know what? I was probably pretty disappointed with that. And so, yeah, that as much as I love First Class, as much as I enjoyed Days of Future Past, Apocalypse was a huge drop. Um, so I'd probably put Doctor Strange still ahead of X-Men Apocalypse, but it was still, uh, to beat I'm with you a little bit. I mean, Doctor Strange was fine. I enjoyed it. But my son and I would get in the car, we're driving home, and I look at him, I was like, that movie was kind of average, wasn't it? And my son was like, he's 15. He's like, yeah, that's it was okay. Um, I don't give it quite the hate to be did, but you're right. I, I think Fantastic Fantastic Beast did that did that better. You know, that whole concept of magic and people fighting each other with magic and going after the bad guy. I, I think it did a little bit better. Um, so Civil War, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, X Men. Yeah, I kind of I kind of look at these movies the same way you do, Jerry. It's like when I think about what my favorite one is, I have to think about how often I'm going to sit down and actually rewatch any of these movies. And obviously for me, Deadpool is at the top of that list. I've seen it probably 
seven or eight times already now, and I'll probably watch it again before the year's out. It's just, I, you know, if you're a Ryan Reynolds fan, which I have been, I mean, I've, I've liked him ever since he was on that Canadian melodrama called 15 when he was 12 years old. So <laughs> um, Deadpool's high on that list for me. Civil War's up there. I really enjoy it, but, you know, rewatchability. I feel like there's some long slogs in there where there's not a lot going on and there's a lot of Tony Stark brooding about, you know, things that he's caused and a lot of miscommunication. It almost, after a while, you watch it too many times, it's almost like it's a Three's Company episode where there's a misunderstanding between Tony and, and Mr. Furley. And if they just sat down and talked, none of this would be going on. But he then, wants to punch Mr. Furley in his perfect teeth. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And they're having conversations just behind the couch at, you know, full volume that the person on the couch can't hear. So, um, yeah, then that, that kind of leaves Apocalypse and Doctor Strange, both of which I've only seen once each. And my memory of X-Men is it, it went away from the things that made me really enjoy First Class, which was it was more about the characters and less about the costumes and this one really felt like it was more part of the original X-Men series of movies than this new series. So it just, I mean, it wasn't a train wreck. It wasn't great. It's just not something that I care to revisit. And Doctor Strange is new enough that, you know, it's still it's still showing in theaters. You're probably getting ready to start its move over to the Blu-ray release here in a few months. But I don't know that I'm excited to go rush out and pick that up on day of release. I'll probably watch it again when it pops up on HBO or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was a serviceable movie. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. It, you know, I'll, I'll watch it again and, you know, maybe get some more solid feelings on it months from now. But like I said, I'm not rushing back to the theater to see it one more time. So for me, it was, it was Deadpool all year long. Marjorie, what about you? Well, I just want to say everyone but Jerry is dead to me because they didn't like my favorite movie this year. So, Doctor Strange? God, no. Apocalypse? I, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll, I'm going to start at the bottom. What? Yes. No. <laughs> That's just empirically wrong in a list that has X-Men Apocalypse on it. You really hated that cape. Uh, that cape, it was very, like, childish. And I'm, I'm talking in this talking about people who collect toys and i'm saying the cape was childish it did feel like it should be hanging out with the teacup and the candelabra singing about the beast yes i also could not get into the magical and mysticalness of it i really don't like i don't know i couldn't get into it it's it's yeah it wasn't for me i I did enjoy tilda swinton i think she's much more beautiful without her hair than she is with it if that helps because she doesn't look like conan o'brien Okay, so bottom is Doctor Strange. I, f- I feel my my marriage crumbling at this point, by the way. <laughs> then I'm going to put X-Men Apocalypse because I really, 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 really wanted to love it. I loved First Class. I thought it was tremendous. I've been a big James McAvoy fan for a very long time, since the first time over 10 years ago when I saw Starter for 10, which also had Benaboop in it as an evil villain, and he was very good at that. But this movie just was... It was dead. I mean, I, I couldn't get into it. I didn't care that Oscar Isaacs was Apocalypse. It just, it nothing worked in this movie. It was just so dull. There was nothing exciting. It just, it didn't do it for me. And I really wanted to, but I think this is like the law of diminishing returns with this X-Men movies. I They should just left it alone with First Class and been done. Okay. 
Then I have to go to Deadpool because it was hilarious. It was funny. It's on HBO or something right now. And I turn it on all the time just for noise and still giggle at all the jokes. It's fantastic. It really, it tickles my fancy every time I watch it. But I have to give the top spot, of course, to Civil War because it was tremendous. It had all the feels. It had an emotional gut punch so many times. I mean, I actually thought that Captain America may not recover from the end. I really thought that. I was literally on the edge of my seat the first time watching this movie. It was it was so good. They just it hit so many good points. We got a good Bucky film. Bucky came back. And it was, I don't know, it just it, there's so many feelings and emotions. And I get that pit in my stomach because I've watched it numerous times in a few different languages now because that's what's on the Apple TV right now. <laughs> but... It's, I don't know, it's so good. I It's like that A New Hope. I still get that pit in my stomach. Is Captain America going to make it? I don't know, it's a really, really great movie. The action's good. The acting is tremendous. Whomever gave Chris Evans acting lessons, bravo, bravo. You did a fantastic job. Come a long way since not another teen movie, Exactly. Sir. You know, and Tony Stark was wrong. We all know that now, that he was incorrect, I think that Spider-Man was fantastic in that movie. Tom Holland, I'm kind of looking forward to the new Spider-Man movie. I'm I'm, not sure what to expect. I'm over here doing that Robert Downey Jr. eye roll meme at Iron Man was wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I I think that there was a lot of good interaction between all the characters in this. And I'm going to say something that's probably going to upset somebody, but this is the best Hawkeye movie ever. He was on in this movie. He redeemed himself from the other movies, which weren't very good. His character was not written well, but he was fun, entertaining, hit all the comedic points. I was rooting for Hawkeye in this movie, and I hated Hawkeye up until this point. So there's mine. All right. I did review all of those movies for our sister podcast, nowplayingpodcast.com. But, Jerry, when you were talking, you made me realize something, and I've tracked every movie I watch, not just the comic book ones, every movie over at Letterboxd. Anyone who wants to follow me, I'm Arnie C. on there. And so I decided, instead of going off memory, I'd actually look at the star rankings and see, because I was really torn, was Civil War better than Deadpool, or was Deadpool better than Civil War? And... You use the metric of rewatchability, and so did Justin, and I see that as a valid metric, but not entirely indicative of quality. I mean, I absolutely love the movie Requiem for a Dream, but that's a hard movie to watch. It's an emotionally wrenching experience. I couldn't watch that every time it's on IFC, because I'd just be an emotional wreck. And I have seen Deadpool the most. I only saw it once in theaters, but... I watched it on a trip with some buddies over the summer, and we've watched it a couple of times here at home. And Civil War, we did see four times in theaters. But I think that a lot of that was Marjorie's like, hey, Civil War is still playing. Let's go again. Let's go again. Let's not talk about how many times I've watched it at home. And yes, we've watched it at home as well. In the end, I looked at my star rankings, and it confirmed what I thought. Civil War was my favorite movie I gave it four and a half stars. It's got the emotional depth. It's got the humor. It's got underoos. It's got possibly, I mean, we got Homecoming next year to prove it, but I think we got the best screen Spider-Man ever, the best Hawkeye presence ever. I'll back Marjorie up on that. That airport fight is so impressive. Yes, yeah, sure. When I sat down and really started thinking and 
I gotta give it to Honest Trailers for really just making this explicit. What the hell was that bad guy's plan? He just so happened to know he was going to get Iron Man and Captain America in a homicidal fight against each other, but... (laughs) They also pointed out the shocking similarities between that movie and Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, but... (laughs) Yet still better than that because it didn't end with... Iron Man saying, your mom's named Martha? My mom's named Martha. No, but your buddy killed my mom? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number two, though, I gave four stars to Deadpool. I do like that movie a lot. Maybe I was a little harsh on it at four stars, but I think it's really good. Doctor Strange, I'll defend it. I gave it three and a half stars. It's I liked what they did. I thought the cape was kind of cool. I loved the visuals, though. That one was all about the visuals, especially in IMAX 3D. And at the bottom of the barrel is scraping the bottom of the barrel, X-Men Apocalypse. I think that's the worst X-Men movie they've ever made. I think it's worse than X-Men Origins Wolverine. I think I know there's people who like to hate on Brett Ratner with The Last Stand. I think this is far, far worse. It had so much promise the trailers looked so good and uh, and i do want to circle back though to bead with dr strange so to you is that the worst marvel cinematic universe film ever yes it's number 16 out of 16 i i don't feel like it worked at all i i felt like benedict cumberbatch was dull as dr strange i feel like he was just supposed to be like tony stark with magic i i didn't think the movie was funny at any of the points I didn't like that all of the good sorcerers were really weak and taken out without any problems. I thought the movie was boring. I I just didn't like much of anything about it. I liked I liked Mordo. I liked the second end credit scene with Mordo, but that was really about it for me. I, I wasn't crazy about Doctor Strange at all. Uh, I, I actually really like and I'm still quoting, you know, sometimes I go into a meeting at work and just open the meeting with Dormammu, I've come to bargain. I I thought that was an inventive ending and I thought it looked good. I, I hear what you're saying. I just. Oh, it's funny. You'll hear Dabid, but you won't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Snap. This is because no I, way to start I, the new year, guys. I have the same complaint, though. I mean, I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch can carry a comedy. He was... It wasn't a comedy. It was a comic book movie. He, he could not do any of the comedic bits, though. He has no timing. He has no delivery. He was dull. And, right, he was supposed to be like a Tony Stark, even right down to the facial hair. And he just, he couldn't pull it off. I didn't feel any attraction between him and Rachel McAdams. And I know she can somewhat act. I'm not quite sure what that relationship was supposed to be. Were they, like, one night stand who became friends? Was there supposed to be an attraction? I I don't know. I I'm didn't get a whole lot on that one, but... You know, I, I did like the movie, but I will say this against it. If you take the Marvel Legends Cumberbatch Doctor Strange figure, and you take his head off and replace it with the Tony Stark figure from the Civil War 3-pack, it makes it a lot cooler. Putting Robert Downey Jr.'s head on everything makes it cooler. If they actually did head transplants, I'd transplant it on my body and I'd be cooler. What about the movies coming up next year, though? I mean, it's a new year now, 2017. We got four Marvel films this year, four guaranteed next year, and Fox claims there's a fifth movie coming out, an X-Men film coming in October. I think they're lying, but... (laughs) They say it's happening, but we know Logan in March, 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in May, Spider-Man Homecoming in July, and Thor Ragnarok in November. Now that one, it's got a disadvantage. We've got trailers for all the other three. Ragnarok, we're probably going to have to wait till May to see a trailer for. But where's your excitement? And Dabid, we'll go back to you. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is my is my thing. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I I don't really care if there's much of a plot. I really just want to see the characters hang out and tell jokes and see some more of Chris Pratt being funny and see Rocket and really cute Baby Groot and pretty much whatever they do in that movie. If it if it's funny and it makes me smile, I'll be happy with that movie. So I'm really looking forward to that. Thor. I, I really like the Thor movies. I know that they're not some of the most popular MCU movies, but I'm looking forward to Ragnarok. I've been interested in seeing what's been going on with Hulk and Thor. Um, I'm disappointed that Natalie Portman's not going to be in that movie because she's one of my guilty pleasures in the uh, MCU. But I, I have high hopes for Thor Ragnarok. I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 should be entertaining. Spider-Man Homecoming, the first trailer didn't really hook me. Maybe it has potential. I I don't know. I, I like Spider-Man a lot in Civil War. I, I just don't know how much I'm looking forward to Homecoming yet. And Logan, I have high hopes for. It looks like it's going to be really serious. It looks like it'll have some dark subject matter. I don't know if I'm ready to go back into the mutant world after X-Men Apocalypse, but I'm hoping that I'm going to like Logan more than I did that movie. Dabid, I'll agree with you. On one thing with Thor, I also like those movies. I'm actually happy Natalie Portman isn't coming back as I thought she was horrible in them. But it really frustrates me that they did this with Gwyneth in Civil War. Now they're doing it here. There's going to be some dropped line as to why the actress's contract wasn't renewed in story reasons. And you can't make the whole thing about this star-crossed romance between Thor and Jane and then just be like, yeah, we're done with Jane now. Or Jane's done with us. So that is going to kind of ding it in my mind. So Jerry, what about you? Where's your excitement for these movies? You know, that's uh, that's a great question because there's, um, I, I guess anticipation might be the, the better word. I, I am excited for, for Thor, especially uh, depending on what the, the Hulk involvement is. But that's that's so far down the line, November, that's it's really hard for me to get too into that one yet. Guardians as... Much as I thought the first movie was 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 really good, and uh, in fact, my son and I actually just watched it on uh, on, on Blu-ray about two and a half months ago. I went through my letterboxed um, my app too, and it's like, oh yeah, I did watch that one recently. You know, just because I was curious, how often do I, you know, since I mentioned earlier, how often do I watch those movies? And Guardians of the Galaxy, something that we've we've recently watched, uh, relatively speaking. So, uh, I'll definitely see that. I'm sure it'll be great, but because it's still Guardians of the Galaxy, and to me, sort of a niche team. And I don't fully appreciate how they fit in the uh, the overall story yet, and I, I presume that this movie will help m- you know move them into the overall um, Infinity story, Infinity Stone story, and you know if we start getting more crossover, I may I may walk out of that movie thinking it was the greatest thing ever. So I'm I'm open to that possibility. The the Spider Man movie, I, I'll tell you what, I, I just said Civil War. <coughs> was one of my favorites. The fact Spider-Man is part of the family now is just super cool. But I've said on the show before, I hate Peter Parker, the high school student. I like Peter Parker, the college student. So 
I know Joe Quesada has uh, said many, many times, as long as he's in charge, Peter Parker will always be a high school student. And I hate that. So I'm afraid that this is going to be just a, a version of the uh, ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, which is, you know, pretty, pretty well written. But again, he's a, he's a high school student. I don't dig that. So, um, I'll definitely go see it. I want to support it. I'm just not convinced yet if I would love it the way I did the Tobey Maguire movies of uh, Spider-Man 2002 and 2004 are to me, my, my bar of a good, great Spider-Man movie. In fact, both of those movies are on my top 10 list. I mentioned earlier, Logan, uh, definitely will go see it. I, I love the trailer, like the different feel and, uh, just the, the overall sense that that movie has compared to the other ones. I, um, the Wolverine was actually one of the few Marvel movies, no matter what studio is making it. It's one of the few Marvel movies I didn't even bother seeing in, in, in theaters. Cause it just, it didn't grab me. And when I saw it on, on Blu-ray, I didn't think it was very good. It's one of those movies. I saw it one time, never returned to it. So, um, uh, but I think this one on the heels of the days of future past first class and, in, in kind of, uh, with, uh, Patrick Stewart being involved, I think that's got a lot of potential. So, mildly excited for all of them but not jumping up in joy for any of them like i like i was uh, a civil war or avengers wow i'm the opposite my hype cannot be contained but i'll i'll bite <laughs> my tongue a little bit <laughs> jeff how about you um yeah definitely guardians that's i mean just seeing that trailer the other uh, week actually i guess this past week it reminded me how much i loved that first movie and my God, Dave Bautista, I, I cannot stress how much I love this guy in these movies. When, when he was announced there, I thought, okay, he's going to be, you know, the big, strong, heavy dude. He's probably going to be dumb and just, you know, not say anything. But my God, he was one of the best parts of that movie. And his appearance in, in this trailer with him laughing at Star-Lord, I, I cannot wait to see that again. That is just going to be fantastic. Um, Logan. Uh, Hugh Jackman, great. I mean, you know, I'm okay. I'm I'm there, but it's got a lot to make up for for the second half of the Wolverine. That one, that Jerry, you were you probably made the right decision in not seeing it. The if you ever see it, if it's past the you know 45 minute mark, just don't bother with it. You'll just get angry. Um, Thor Ragnarok. I've liked the Thor movies. Um, I really liked the first one a lot more than I thought it would. It was what actually. You know, I went to just see it, the first one, when, you know, okay, great, it's another Marvel movie, I'll check it out. And I actually came away really appreciating Thor because of it. The second one, not as much, but there were parts in there that just still stick with me to this day, especially the, the scene of um, his uh, mother's uh, funeral. I mean, that's just, that's just beautiful cinematography, and that sort of thing just stays with you your whole life. And God, that sounds stupid to say, such a dork. But I would be lying if I didn't say that the selling point of Ragnarok is Hulk especially after Comic-Con had that display of Hulk's Planet Hulk gladiator armor. I mean, come on. We know they're never going to do Planet Hulk, but it, they're going to bring Planet Hulk into Thor in some form. It, just just seeing him in that outfit, I, mean, I can't wait. That's, that's going to be, maybe it'll only be five or ten minutes of the movie, but I think it'll be completely worth it. Uh, and then finally, Spider-Man. Um, I, I, I agree with Jerry. I do like the Peter Parker adult with adult world problems like paying the rent and how to manage, you know, being married and all that. And it's good, but I can also, I also like the, the high school student Parker, but specifically, I really like the ultimate universe, the very first ultimate universe, the ultimate Spider-Man from 
2002 or three or whenever it was that one that that run of comics was just so damn good uh, i love the art and i love the story on that and if they can if they can tap that and from the opening scene of this trailer where he's defeating the avenger mask uh you know atm robbers that that totally that's 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 so right in there um but then on the downside it looks like i got tony stark for i'm gonna assume is a third of the movie um but you know hey hopefully it'll help you know, maybe he'll he'll build himself up. I was totally shocked when I saw him when he when he actually uh, you know tried to hold the door open for Peter to open up the car door for him. So um, definitely uh, Guardians, absolutely the most, and then probably probably Thor would be the lowest uh, expectation, but still really high. Justin, what do you think? Well, I'll just kind of run these down in order of release as they're coming at us. Um, I'm I'm hopeful. For Logan, that that teaser trailer that gives me hope that maybe they're going with more of a personal, scaled down. Let's not get everybody in costumes and have a big brawl at the end type of movie. And you know, it's got two of my favorite actors from you know the long life of this X Men series. So I and we know it's the last time. I think we know it's the last time we're going to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. So and maybe the last time we see Patrick Stewart. So. That one I think has some some heartstrings ready to be pulled on there. So I have I have some hopes for that one remaining a serious and heart wrenching film that we will see here in March. Guardians just looks like hey the fun never stopped. Let's hop back in and instead of a big Groot, we get a baby Groot this time, which is going to bring some great comic relief. It already has in the trailer. I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. That's probably my most anticipated movie of this next year. Then we get to Spider-Man and I like the new trailer. It, it looks fun and I have no problem with the new kid playing Spider-Man. I think it's great. They got Tony Stark in there. I think where I come down with Spider-Man though, is it's just, if, if they announce tomorrow that, you know, Sony is going to take a break with Spider-Man and probably not going to do anything for the next 10 years. I'd be okay with that. I just feel like Spider-Man has been around in theaters for the better part of the last going on, you know, 15, 20 years now, and it keeps getting rebooted. And it's, you know, we see a villain here, we see a villain there, nothing really ever happens. And I just, I feel like Spider-Man's always being interjected in here and knowing the behind the scenes reasons for that just makes me not really a huge fan of the character, but you know, I'll see it. And I hope, I hope it does well. Thor, not usually a huge fan of these standalone movies, but I will say what we've heard from this one this this seems to be right up my alley for what I would want out of a Thor movie. Like like Jeff said, we're we have the potential of maybe seeing Planet Hulk here, which would be pretty cool. I'm kind of excited about that one. So pushing it all the way back to November. I don't know if that's Marvel Studios' new way of saying, all right, our good one's going to front load the year, and then our one that we don't think is going to do so great, we're going to throw it at the end of summer, early fall. But I think that has some potential. So all in all, I think it's a pretty solid year. Looking forward. Marjorie. Ooh, okay. Well, I'll be honest that Guardians is just going to top the list. It looks funny. Over Logan? Yeah, because Logan's going to make me sad. It, it's, I mean, that trailer, anytime you take Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt and put it over a movie trailer, it's going to be tears. I mean, it's just, he's saying such a soulful version of that song, and... I'm not an emotional girl. I'm not even a girly girl, but damn it, that trailer hit me. 
I was like, oh my God, he's going to die. It's going to be terrible. That's why I thought it would be your number one. Oh no, I don't want bad things to happen to Wolverine. I like Wolverine. But yeah, Guardians at the top. I'll be honest, if Baby Groot was real, I'd probably have 18 of them along with my dogs and have a little Baby Groot farm because they're so effing adorable. In that trailer, he is so cute. I just wanted to reach through the screen and hug him and take him for walks and dress him up in little clothes. And thank God is the finally calling him Baby Groot. Justin, do you remember when we were corrected? It is not Baby Groot. It is Little Groot. No, it's freaking Baby Groot. Now shut up. Yeah, they actually said it. So we are, we have been vindicated. And of course, Rocket. Bradley Cooper's like best role ever. And Drax looks amazing. Oh yeah, and there's Chris Pratt too. Logan will be my second choice because it's Wolverine, and it's a close second, but again, I think it's going to be really sad and gut-wrenching, and it's going to be really hard to watch. Also, again, with the Patrick Stewart thing, I this might be the last time we see him as Professor X, and for, what, 20 years he's been Professor X? 16. Yeah, so that's it's like losing a relative that you kind of see at Christmas only. Well, I'm going to put Spider-Man below Logan because it's new territory. You know, it, it's kind of like your mom's new boyfriend, and you're not really sure how it's going to work out. You don't want to get too attached to him, because we've had a lot of Spider-Men in the first part of this century, and they keep changing it. I'm not sure how I feel. I do like Tom Holland. I thought he was great in Civil War, but he was mostly in the suit. I don't know how well he can carry a movie being out of the suit a lot. I do think he looks young, which I think is good. He doesn't look like a 30-year-old playing an 18-year-old. So he's no, got- he's not Andrea from 90210. Yeah, he's got that going for him. <laughs> and then I'm going to have to put Thor. I think the Thor ones have suffered from the law of diminishing returns as well. And it's okay that Natalie Portman's not going to be in there. But I think that also means we're losing Kat Denning, who is hilarious. And I thought she could have done the Jane Foster role much better than Natalie Portman, but she doesn't have the name. And then whatever the X-Men film in October is, I'm just going to put that down in reserve and kind of keep that at the bottom because I don't know and who knows. Did anybody, Speaking of Spider-Man, did anybody feel like the, the logo design for this movie felt way too on the cartoony side as opposed to what they've done in the past with this franchise with the marvel cinematic universe franchise or the spider-man franchise with any of it i mean but especially the spider-man franchise like those logos have always been serious and sharp and you know movie real world versions of things we've seen on covers of comics for years here they've done the same thing but they kept the bright colors and even the they replaced an O in Homecoming with Spider-Man's drawing of a head. It just it it, it feels m- the most cartoonish out of any of the logo treatments to date. Yeah, I kind of see that now that you pointed it out. But when I look at like the Marvel Cinematic Universe logos all in a row, it feels at home. You know, when they if you look at just the m- graphics that are floating all around online, that is all like 19 marvel cinematic universe films we know about it fits yeah it doesn't stick out terribly i'm just trying to pre-vision what that looks like on a package and it to me it almost feels like it could be part of the cartoon universe rather than the movie universe yeah i can see it for me mm-hmm. i think i'm gonna put guardians at number one because it does look like a really fun time the only reason I wouldn't put Logan at number one, I'm hoping Logan's the best movie of the year, and I don't mean comic book movie, I mean movie, but I've been burned twice on Wolverine solo films, 
Although I got to disagree. I think it was Jeff who said if you are past the halfway mark on the Wolverine, don't even bother. I was at the gym the other day and it was on uh, one of the televisions there. And you know what? I guess I'm numb to it. This was my third time watching it. And now I'm just like, you know, there are some cool things in here. There's some very cool Wolverine things in here. Silver Samurai is still kind of dumb, but I, 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 I'm desensitized. So Guardians number one for pure fun and a great soundtrack, I'm sure. Logan, a tight, tight second. That movie trailer gave me all kinds of emotional reactions. And yeah, there's, I just echo everything Marjorie said on it. Homecoming Spider-Man, I mean, it's a close third, but I agree with what Justin said. There's a lot of Spider-Man films out there already of varying quality. We've got five Spider-Man films. I love Spider-Man. Like Jerry said on the last show, it's just a character I grew up with. I've never known life without Spider-Man cartoons, so I'm happy to see him. But by the same token... The vulture in this movie looks like he could have come right out of the Andrew Garfield ones, right? Everything's a mech. I could see this Michael Keaton vulture hanging out with the rhino. I mean, it's just all so mechanical. And I'm happy Spider-Man's going back to high school because that was his origin. I mean, he spent, what, 25 or 50 issues there under Stan Lee's pen. I also like adult Spider-Man, and guess what? Tom Holland is not Benjamin Button. He's not going to age backwards, so I imagine that by the time we get to maybe the 2019 sequel, if not that, then the film after that, unless his avenging causes him to fail class, he's going to be in college eventually. And then Thor Ragnarok, it's still all very tight. I mean, I'm just bubbling with excitement for all of these, but... The fact that it's got Hulk in it, the fact they're bringing in Valkyrie. I mean, there's so many characters in this. We saw from the end of Doctor Strange that Doctor Strange is going to be teaming up with Thor in it. I hope they work it out, but man, it's going to be a good year. Probably going to be a even better year than this one, and this one had Civil War and Deadpool. I mean, it's just great timing. So moving on from movies to just other collecting, I mean... All of us here on this show just, we buy a lot. So looking at all the other companies, Diamond, Jack's Pacific, Hot Toys, SH Fig Yards, the Figma stuff, Egg Attack, what has your year looked like? What has like, been your favorite line overall and best piece in that line? And Marjorie, we're going to start with you. Well, the answer is obviously... <laughs> Anyone can guess because it's been the Sum Sums. I thought for sure you were going to tell me your favorite line was Hot Toys. So I'm shocked that you're going with Sum Sums. I think Hot Toys <laughs> are your deal, sweetie. The Sum Sums. And I, I love the little plastic ones. Justin, I sent you some of mine to do some photos. What did you think of them? They are cute. I can definitely see the allure of them. And, you know, Rory being 11, she kind of gets stuck into these type of things, too. There's... There's things called Shopkins out there mm -hmm. and other ones where, you know, I mean, it, it's kids get into these blind package games where, you know, they get once you open up one, then you get this list of, ooh, this one's regular. This one's rare. Ooh, this one's super rare. I got to find that one. 
I think it's a cool little thing. Not going to lie, Justin, because I have the list sitting here, and that's exactly <laughs> what happened to me. I was like, oh, my God, look at all these. Oh, and that's a rare one. Oh, I got to get that one. Oh, and this one's kind of rare. I got to get that. And then they came out with Series 2, and the list was expanded, and then they added silver ones, and I <laughs> really screwed. <laughs> No, I mean, I dig them, and I can see the allure, and I see what they're doing, and I can appreciate them. I I just, I'm going to avoid adding that to my list of things to to stack up on my desk here. <laughs> but I, I can see why you're into them. I definitely can. They're adorable. You really need to at least pick up the Thanos one that comes on the Infinity Gauntlet that he sits on. That oh, yeah. one and done. Yeah, that one's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and so there's a few different lines of them. Here, here's the weird part. So they come in a blind package bag where you get one, but that one actually is an, I guess, a deluxe one because it comes with like a little scene. And like Iron Man sits on this little Iron Man-y thing. Ghost Rider has a chain that hangs off his little head. So you get those, and those are the blind package ones, and there's two series of those. Then they have the ones that are in a regular clamshell package, which they are located by the Shopkins, Justin. And those are readily available. You can see what's in the package, but some are short-packed and made hecka rare. So you really got to do some searching. And I've yet to come across any of the silver ones. But then they have battle packs, and those are at Target and Walmart. And Walmart has an exclusive battle pack that's the Women of Power, and it's all female characters in it. And they're pretty awesome. Spider-Woman was great, and you liked Medusa out of there. So Yeah, I did. They Those are really cool. I had to really search for them at Walmart, and I didn't think to look by the Shopkins, and that's where they ended up being. You're passionate about Tsum Tsums. I might be just a little. It shows through. I, I feel like I wish I loved anything in life as much as she loves Tsum Tsums. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, the blind package ones, they're, well, they're three ninety nine at Walgreens, and you can sometimes get them buy one, get one half off. But they're two eighty eight at Walmart just to buy the blind package, and that's pretty cheap for a blind package little item. I mean, that, that's and they're fun to open. And along that same line, I kind of like the pint size heroes from Funko. They're like little itty bitty pops with su- super skinny bodies, and those are fun too. I think I've seen those. Yeah, those are cute. This year, I kind of got sucked into the blind packaged keychain thing that Monogram is doing, and started getting all of those so i can understand a little love for cute deformed blind packaged items and at least your stack i still don't know what i'm gonna do with my Uh, 50s keychains because they're called stack stack that's what it loosely translates from japanese a stack stack dabid what about you i know you exceed me when it comes to high-end buying well, I wasn't as enthusiastic about the Tsum Tsums as Marjorie was, but listening to how excited she is about them, I kind of feel like I need to go out and get some of the plastic ones. They're really cool. You should just go pick up a few packs and kind of... I like the blind package ones because they're like little scenes, but then that was like the gateway drug to the other ones. Yeah, I, I wasn't planning to pick up a lot of the Tsum Tsums when Disney started coming out with the plush toys at the Disney store. I was like, there's no way I'm going to spend like $6 each on these little tiny like plushies. And like they, I don't know, they don't look $6 quality. But then they started currencing them all to $1.99. And it was like, well, if they're $1.99, I might as well buy them all. But if you like the plastic ones that much, I'm going to have to give those a look. The plastic oh. ones have a little bit more personality than the plush, I think. But you do have all the plushes. I do have all the plushes, yes, because they do go on deep discount, which doesn't stand much for the line. But check out some of the plastic ones and let me know what you think. I definitely will. 
As far as high-end goes, I get a little bit of everything from high-end. Um, looking around what I've got nearby, the Kotobukiya Black Panther that came out earlier this year oh, came out yeah. wonderfully. I, I think I might like it more than I like any of my Bowen Designs Black Panther statues. I think it might be the best Black Panther statue that I've ever seen, so I'm really excited about that. Diamond Select started their own Marvel premiere line of statues, and I I wasn't really sold on some of their first couple statues in that, like the Thor on the Rainbow Bridge <laughs> and Wolverine walking in the snow. Those were a little strange. I did like their Gamora that they made from Guardians of the Galaxy. I was wondering, knowing that you're such a Bowen guy, and the diamond resin statues seem similarly scaled, do you feel it's filling that niche for you? I don't know that they're there yet. I think that Kotobuki is doing a better job with the fine arts statue line. I think that those are almost exactly the same size with the Bowen design statues. I've got Black Panther displayed with my Bowen statues right now. From Diamond Select, I think they're improving. I think their Gamora looks really great. And I think that's going to fit in really nicely with the Bowen design statues. But some of the other ones just haven't been quite up to that level yet. But I really do miss the Bowen size of statues. And I would really like to see Diamond Select keep pumping those out. I know they've got their own Thanos coming out next year to compete with Kotobukiya's Fine Arts Thanos. So I'm interested to compare those two against each other. But I don't feel like anybody is quite hitting the depth and breadth per year that Bowen Designs was when they were cranking out three or four dozen Marvel six-scale statues per year. Other than those statues, I've, I've been big into the Hot Toys, and there's been quite a few that came out this year, and I've opened up not even a fraction of them yet. I'm pretty sure that I could go down into the basement and I could tell everything that came out from the year going in reverse order just by picking them up out of the stack. But of the ones that I have opened, I've really enjoyed the new Avengers Scarlet Witch. I think that looks great. All of the Iron Mans that come out from the from the House Party Protocol, I'm always a big fan of. And I'm hoping that Hot Toys is going to continue on and get us a little bit closer to finishing up the House Party Protocol next year. You make me feel better about my life choices knowing you also have boxes of unopened Hot Toys. <laughs> oh boy. I was doing really good keeping them all, getting them all open for a while, but then space started to be an issue, and I would have to move things around to make space for more figures on display, and sometimes I would get behind, and then the, bo the boxes would start to pile up, and I just haven't had a chance to dig myself out just yet. Perhaps Andrew, David, and Arnie need to have a Hot Toys support group. Because Andrew has a huge problem with Hot Toys. He's all in on the Star Wars line. I was thinking about being all in on the Star Wars line, but then I realized that they were going to release a thousand Stormtroopers, and then I knew I wasn't going to be all in on the Hot Toys line. And I'm <laughs> glad, because I don't need things like that weird porcelain Stormtrooper and the bronze chrome Stormtrooper. But you'd buy a porcelain Iron Man, wouldn't you? Uh I would definitely be tempted if it had been in Iron Man 3. Now, if, <laughs> if it was porcelain and it had some chrome bits, I might still buy it. <laughs> like the sneaky Iron Man they put up for order a couple weeks ago that was never in any movie, but it's pretty chrome. 
that was how they sold me on that. I was like, I don't need this statue. Or, I'm sorry, I don't need this six scale figure. These, are, these aren't the right colors for it. And I know they want to reuse this mold, but this is not canonical. I don't need this. But then I was looking at the pictures. And I was like, oh, he's so shiny. And I love chrome things. And he'll go well with my Bowen chrome statues. And I'm going to have to have him. So, so I broke down for that one, but only for the chrome. What about some of the other figure lines? Do you get in on the Figma or the SH Figure Arts or the Movie Realization Spider-Man? I'm happy to say that the Movie Realization figures are some of the figures that I'm not buying this year. There's not enough lines that I don't buy any of, so I'm excited that I'm not in for Samurai Spidey and Samurai Captain America. I think that's a really cool concept for Star Wars. I think the different trooper types work really well as samurais for Star Wars. And I've got a Ronin Boba Fett and a samurai Emperor's Royal Guard. But Captain America in samurai armor and Spidey as a samurai just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The SH Figuarts had some great figures this year. I love their Ant-Man. It's way better than the Hasbro Marvel Legends movie Ant-Man that we got. And I've liked their Black Widow. I, I haven't gotten Black Panther yet, but I'm, I've been really happy with what I've seen of people's impressions of him. I'd like to see them expand figure arts a little bit more so that we get a greater character variety and not just Iron Man and Captain America over and over again with an occasional other figure as a expensive exclusive. The Mezco's 112th Collective that Shadowland Daredevil that came out in New York Comic Con, I think was one of the best six inch figures of the year. I really like that figure. I think it came out great. I'm really looking forward to having more of those figures in hand next year. What about some of the other high end, like the Sideshow premium formats and maquettes and stuff? Sideshow is really coming for my money next year because. As I started running out of space, I was like, I need to cut back on these quarter-scale statues. But then they had to start this Guardians of the Galaxy line. And I wasn't going to skip Rocket and Groot. I wasn't going to skip Gamora. I'm sure when Star-Lord comes out next year, I'll be getting him. And then they started in on these Spider-Man statues. And that new Venom, that new Carnage, those look amazing. I, I'm not going to pass on those. So... They've got Sideshow has my money locked up next year, and I'm sort of hoping that they pick some characters that I'm not so crazy about next year so that I'll have less to buy because there's just so much that Sideshow is coming out with. And with their increased prices, it's it's very expensive. Hey, Jeff, how about you? Uh, I don't really buy any of the high end stuff too much. I mean, like, you know, figure arts and Mayfix and stuff like that. The six inch scale Japanese figures about the about my ceiling that I'm comfortable with. Um, I didn't buy any of the, the Marvel-related ones this year. The only one that... I did buy a number of figure arts, but the only one that's even sort of related in any way would be the Bruce Lee one, just because, you know, he was on Tony Stark's shirt and Age of Ultron, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely on the low end of the high-end scale of purchasing. <laughs> I think people know that I kind of pick and choose here and there, and this year I did pick up the the Deadpool Hot Toys figure, which is totally worth it. So awesome. So, so awesome. Um, yeah, that's one thing that I'm very glad I got. And I've, I have kept up with the, the SH figure arts Marvel releases this year. And they've, they haven't been that many and they did start to throw out a few new exclusives and make some of these a little harder to get your hands on. But I've been happy with what they've been offering. Did, you know, at the beginning of this year, they, they're getting ready to do their Hall of Armor sets, 
is anybody hopping in on those figure arts with the light up bases that you can connect to one another? Yeah. Now, do I have to buy six of the Iron Man Mark IVs, or are they going to keep coming out? I don't know. They might be testing the water to see how this works, or maybe they'll start offering those pieces of, on their own. Who knows? But for now, if you want to build a, a Hall of Armor as quickly as you can, you have to buy a whole bunch of Mark IVs to get there. Yeah, they'll they'll event they will almost certainly make those available individually. They used to actually do that with the um, the figure act stands. They used to be packaged with them, and then they just said. <laughs> Hey, people need them. Let's put them out individually. So they'll they'll come out, and and they actually do have a history of light up stands for a lot of their Gundam figures and kits. So it'll 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 happen. Nice, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where I live, you know, in the occasional Hot Toys area, and been all in on figure arts for the last couple of years here. So, but the, with the exception of the Hulkbuster, which I still hope to suss out one of these days at a decent <laughs> price, because I'm still kicking myself for missing. The right price when already emailed me a year and a half ago about it. I'm wise. You should listen. <laughs> sometimes you're wise. Sometimes you're just cool. <laughs> <laughs> Figure Arts has been great this year. And I feel like they've gone Hot Toys level, though, with the Civil War stuff. Because I also have a much smaller stack, because there's smaller boxes, of Figure Arts figures here. <laughs> That really are just like pounding at the plastic to let me out, let me out. And they're so cool. I think, hmm, I can't decide if figure arts or hot toys are my favorite Marvel line, you know? Above Legends, clearly both of them are. If I could only buy one line of Marvel, it would be either hot toys or figure arts, and I'm not sure which. I'm leaning hot toys because they have greater character depth. But those are a couple of great areas. To be to talk about your sideshow stuff, hmm, their character selection has been too spot on as I've ordered everything they put up for pre-order this year, and it hurt me, it hurt my wallet. They gotta just, like, go off and make, like, a black bolt that I can live without or something, um, because they're just really doing well. Gentle Giant, we didn't talk about them, but I picked up a couple of their 9-inch statues, and I did get their baby Deadpool, because I feel like he's going to be hard to get later on. I haven't gotten any more of the Scotty Young stuff. But man, there's so much going on. I've just... This is the year I learned I cannot keep up. I've fallen behind on the Kotobukiya fine art statues, because prices of everything are going up, and Faster than my income's going up, I had to pull back somewhere, and at 300 apiece, especially since I oftentimes see those on discount, I'm starting to play the long game a little bit more on the expensive stuff, and it's been a year for discounts. I mean, that movie realization Spider-Man, you could have gotten it before Christmas, $50 at Amazon. If you pre-ordered, it was $100, and I just wish Figure Arts would get a U.S. distribution so that we could have some of those savings stateside and not just have to look at international places or big bad toy store when we want to order them yeah and it's been kind of tricky with those you know sometimes you you get in on the pre-order when they're up around the 80 90 dollar mark depending on where you're getting them from and you know next thing you know they're still sitting around on amazon for 30 bucks in a few months so it's one of those things you have to know that you really really want to be in on that line and be willing to to pay premium price as they're announced for fear of missing out or you know you can play the the long game and just kind of be casual about it and hope that maybe in six months from now 
that particular figure didn't do as well, and you can pick it up on the cheap. You know, I really feel like this year I need to do something, and I think I say this every year, but this may be my first time saying it on the show. So I'm asking you guys as my friends and listeners as well, maybe try to pressure me into actually doing it. I need to keep a spreadsheet of what I order and how much I've paid because the other day I saw what the Black Panther figure arts was going for and I'm like, oh my God, that's so high. What the hell? I don't remember ordering that. And then I opened a box that came to the door and it was the Black Panther figure arts. So I was much happier. (laughs) And this is why I drink. (laughs) (laughs) So much Starbucks is what you meant to say, right? Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't touch the devil alcohol, ever. Up late working on this spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you guys have touched on it, too. You know, there's there's been some really cool Mezco 112 stuff coming out this year. And- oh, my God. Yeah, that stuff is awesome. Those are some cool, cool figures. Which ones did you get? I can't remember. Ah, oh, geez. I've been all over the place. I have the the Black Daredevil, and I have a Batman. Oh, wait, wrong line. <laughs> um, I, you know, the more I looked at it, I'm, I think I'm skipping Spider-Man. There was just something weird about the way that one looked. The the chin. I don't know if it's the photos. He looked great in person at New York Comic Con, but every single photo makes him look barrel chested and like his neck doesn't move to a point where he's not glued his chin to the chest. Something's up with that. I did not order him either because I'm a little worried. Yeah, it's it's weird. I'm just I'm still waiting for the the pre order on on Deadpool. And then I can be a happy, happy collector. But yeah, I, I, I end up skipping all but one of the caps and all but one of the the daredevils. And I'm still still on the fence about Punisher. I'm just trying to figure out which one I want to get. You want to get the one I ordered a case of. That's what you want to get. Yeah, probably, right? <laughs> uh, I get what I get and I'm happy about it. Yeah, that's a line that's kind of come out of nowhere and we haven't reviewed on the show. I haven't really given them the attention I've given to other stuff. When I like get it in, I look at it, I'm like, that's awesome, but I don't I haven't had the time to sit there and play with all the articulation and see how durable they are and how the soft goods hold up under fingers and I'll probably break out some archivist gloves on that, because I imagine like any cloth That'll pick up any type of dirt from fingers that you have. I only have the one type of fingers, but I I take your point. (laughs) (laughs) I have more than one type of finger, Justin. What are you talking about? You got the butter finger? Am I the mutant or you? (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I mean, there's there's other companies that we haven't really touched on. But, you know, I mean, Comic Cave, which longtime listeners know our, our story of woe of the play imagination and trying to get our our iron iron man or what was it uh, iron patriot was the first one we ordered got him though we did i was a persistent person indeed you went above and beyond on that one marjorie i probably annoyed that poor man (laughs) here's your figure take it But that, that metal line of six-inch light-up figures has moved over to Comic Cave, and they, they've shown some, they've released some, but, you know, for everyone that they've shown, you know, I feel like some get canceled. The next one I was looking forward to was the, the Space Armor Iron Man, which, you know, late last year, around Christmas, I got a, a note saying that they were no longer going to produce that item, which really bummed me out. So when, when stuff like that happens, it makes me wonder what's going on with the company and how much 
you know, how much I can take them seriously with what they show and what they actually put out. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about that myself. But I mean, the quality's there. If they if they can just you know make stuff, put it out instead of like pre-showing it, you know, I would I'd be a little more happy with them. I was on board with Comic Cave. I had been buying their House Party Protocol Iron Man's because I'd been waiting for them so long since Play Imaginative had started showing them. And then I got that notification that they were canceling Star Boost. And as soon as I got that, I was like, oh, they're not going to do all the armors. They're only going to do the most popular armors that they can easily repaint. And once they canceled Star Boost, I went in and I canceled all the remaining armors that I had on order. Because if, if I'm not going to get the other ones that I really want on display, and I'm only going to get the ones that are the most popular, that everybody's already done, and that are easy to repaint, I, I just wasn't in for that anymore. And I, I bet you that's kind of the, the general feeling out there, too. We might be seeing the end of Comic Cave or, you know, this this line, unless somebody else wants to step up and drag it out for another year or so and only put out one or two products. I did break down and order their Hulkbuster. I just did. Does it exist for real, though? It's shipping in January, theoretically. All right. Well, Starboost was supposed to be shipping in August until two months later. It didn't exist anymore. Well, at Hopefully. least I didn't pay in advance. How about that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Cash in hand, no receipt. So what about 2017? We talked about the movies, but we've already seen hints or full lists of three waves of legends from Hasbro, Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, X-Men. I've pre-ordered a ton of hot toys that still haven't shipped yet, like Civil War and Doctor Strange, and of course, the Hulkbuster. <laughs> So much more. What are you guys, let's just go around the room. What are you looking forward to most collecting in 2017? And Dabid, what about you? Well, it's been so long since I ordered that Hot Toys Hulkbuster that I forgot that it was coming out at all. So I'm looking forward to it hopefully actually coming out sometime in 2017. I'd, I'd really like to see it someday. It's, it's starting to feel a little bit like a myth, like some of those play imaginative figures were at the time. Other than the Hulkbuster, the one thing that I feel like I'm the most excited about is Prime One Studios getting that Marvel license to do quarter-scale statues. They're very expensive, but Prime One Studios, the statues that they make are absolutely gorgeous, and I'm kind of dreading their statues coming out because they are so expensive. They're, I would guess at the low end they're probably gonna be about seven hundred dollars in the u.s yeah i saw those those are nice looking but i just don't think i can that's what payment plans are for and i I might have to cut out something else cut out some redone like hot toys versions of characters i already have a couple times from hot toys skip some more sideshow or kotobuki things because these prime one statues the spider-man 29 the anti-venom I, I was I was fearing Prime One getting a Marvel license because their stuff is so expensive, but it's so beautiful. And I, I think that's going to be one of the big new lines that comes out in 2017. I, I think a lot of people are going to be really excited for that. What about on the Hasbro side? What's got you jazzed? Well, I already found that first 2017 wave of Spider-Man figures, and I, I've got all of those. I've got my Sandman completed already, and he's pretty amazing. I love that Sandman. I loved my Spider-Man 2099 until he broke. The Miss Marvel from that set came out terrific. The Jackal, we're getting some really great stuff to start off the year as far as the Spider-Man line goes. And that first series of Guardians of the Galaxy figures, 
I, I'm not crazy about the new versions of Star-Lord or Drax, but the movie Yondu looks terrific. We're getting some comic characters like Angela and Darkhawk that we've been wanting for a really long time. The X-Men wave, we're going to get a warlock, the techno-organic warlock from the New Mutants, which is something I, I didn't think I would live to see. That might be my most anticipated Marvel Legends figure of the year or of any year. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to Toy Fair and seeing what else Hasbro's got for us. Because if we get another avalanche like we got in 2016, we're going to have some really great stuff to look forward to. Justin, what about you? Well, yeah, I mean, just to kind of add on to what David was saying, I, I am looking forward to that Guardians wave and even getting new versions of Star-Lord. I mean, that that new sculpt looks great. I kind of like that they had more time now. I feel like that first round of Guardians that we got a couple years ago, they're good. But looking at these, you can see where they cut corners, you know, like where they should have used three colors of paint. They only used two. But yeah, I mean, this this Star Lord has something printed on his T-shirt. His jacket looks more more well sculpted and painted, a little bit more rich. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting another version of a dude in a coat, which is crazy, but it just looks that much better than the original release. But yeah, Yondu, a movie Yondu, come on, that's so great. That wave is going to be fun. I think there's a a good mix of comic and movie characters in that wave. And it's going to fill out that team nicely. And yes, I, I have seen the Spider-Man Legends, and that that is a good wave. There's uh, there's some good stuff going on there, and I'm looking forward to the X-Men stuff. Can't wait to find out what else they got coming at us this year, and I'm sure there's going to be a ton of exclusives again, and we'll have to, to track those down. But beyond that, you know, I mean, I'm kind of waiting to see what, what else SH Figure Arts is going to show for the year, what else Mezco 112 is going to have for us. And I'm sure there's going to be just a deluge of cute little baby group stuff for us to purchase in all different formats. So that's kind of how I see my 2017 coming down. I hope he doesn't dance because I don't need to buy another full display case of dancing baby groots. Sure we do. (laughs) He's out of the pot now, so it'll be, you know, dancing on his feet. Well, with that, we are out of time, and I just want to thank everyone for joining us for this year in review. And I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to us through 2016 and hope you'll stick with us in 2017 as we just take a look at all the new stuff. Maybe a special focus on three and three quarter inch figures, maybe a closer look at some comic cave or some figure arts or some Mezco figures. It's been such a overwhelming year for Marvel legends. I think, yeah, maybe we need to start looking at some other stuff and because there's just so much of it, and it is so awesome. So, Dabeed, Jeff, Jerry, thank you all for joining us. It's been such a great time talking to you. Yeah, thanks for having me again this year. Always love being on the show, and uh, looking forward to a great 2017. So, yeah, that's uh, – hey, cool. Thanks a lot, guys. It was always awesome, fun time as always. Thanks again for having me. Um, looking forward to a ton of just badass figures next year. I can't believe I'm finally getting the six-inch Jim Lee. Cyclops from Hasbro, a damn good looking one too. Still not the Phoenix one, but I will take this. Well, hey, Arnie, Marjorie, uh, Justin, thanks for uh, having me on part of the uh, uh, year year in review shows. Uh, can't wait for 2017. I think we're gonna have some great movies, some great collectibles next year. It's gonna be awesome. So, look forward to it with you guys. Thanks, guys. Until next time, make mine marvelicious. 
thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is a fan-run show that relies on listener support to keep the show going. You can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to MarveliciousToys.com support. Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback on Marvelicious Toys. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or post your thoughts in our forums. You can also find Marvelicious Toys on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews by emailing an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff, Scott, and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Jerry and Jeff. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2017, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Ah, uh, nice idea. Oh, actually, sorry, speaking of my work and uh, cons, uh, I also had something to tell you, Arnie. We had Chris Hemsworth through because he uh, works for Tourism Victoria. Uh-huh. And I was showing him our Jurassic World exhibition and bits and bob, and uh, there were people asking him for signatures as we moved around the museum, and we were talking about, you know, I, you must get asked for that a lot, and that with him and his wife and... Uh, I actually slipped in. I was like, you know, I actually know a guy from the States who tried to get your autograph uh, twice and <laughs> you called him uh, on the fact that he'd already signed a piece. And I was like, oh, was, it, was that a, uh, a DVD or something? I was like, yeah, I think it was. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think I remember. <laughs> You're famous. I was Made afraid that's what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only person ever to do that to him. That sucks. He, did, he didn't say it with uh, 
anger or disgust <laughs> or anything like that. So you're fine. I think he was just like, oh yeah, yeah, that that happened. <laughs>